Ready, set, go! This is the Checkpoint Radio Podcast. Tune into our weekly radio show. For more information, go to CheckpointRadio.com. Here are your hosts, Nate Bender, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan. Checkpoint Reach. Hey, welcome into the Checkpoint Radio Podcast on the Westwood One Podcast Network. Everyone's listening. Exclusive, uncensored, and extended conversations from the nationally syndicated crew of the Checkpoint Radio Show. My name's Nate Bender. I'm joined by the Checkpoint Radio crew, Robbie Landis. What up? Over at our drop board, Norris Howard. What up, Joe? I did no drop? No. Okay, fine. No. Uh, and over at the Checkpoint News Desk, Joe Sloan. Norris is mad. We're also joined by a special guest that we had with us all day on the show today, Kyle. Uh, you can... Uh, check him out. Uh, he's our uh, Overwatch correspondent. He's going to be joining us for our Overwatch postseason coverage, which you can check out right here at twitch.tv slash checkpoint radio. But uh, that's he's right. a Kyle, what he said, acolyte. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, but uh, Kyle is a streamer. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash acolyte, A-K-I-L-Y-T-E. And uh, Kyle, we want to thank you for uh, lending your expertise to some of our conversations today on the show. Come thank forth, coward. Really? What really? does that mean? Yeah. Norris is mad. I'm telling you. He's in a bad mood tonight. What's, why are you in a bad mood, Norris? Shut up. Why are you in a bad mood? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Why? It's because somebody's getting their wings clipped right now. Oh, oh. Is right now. That is very true. Oh, no. Okay, I'm, I'm, so. I'm struggling. Here's, okay, so uh, a little bit of peek behind the curtain, right? Uh, our show airs at multiple different times on multiple different uh, radio stations across the country. Yep. We're, we're inching ever closer to 60 radio stations that we're on across the country. And uh, the thing is, is that we, we, you know, we record the podcast on Wednesday. Well, we record everything, everything on Wednesday. Well, everything, but this is the podcast, so I'm keeping it in the realm of the podcast. Right, but I, I'm just, I'm just explaining for those that may be catching the show on like a Saturday, and they're oh, wondering why we're not talking about the results of instead of talking about what we think. We don't yeah. know them yet, exactly, because uh, they're being played right now. So, of course, the uh, the first Philly NYXL uh, uh, round has been has been Philly, been taken. By Decimate shockingly. Yes. I am shocked. I'm, not, came I'm in honestly and surprised. Literally just had a wet diarrhea fart oh all over wow. NYXL. Wow. Like, seriously. Oh. It, it, I mean, swept wow. him 3 0. It, it was, it, it was, it was of, impressive. It was kind of pathetic. It was impressive. NYXL. A lot of people are feeling like they are from San Francisco. Oh. Shocked. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Got it. Oh. <laughs> you you gave me that idea too. Your line your gave jokes. me that one. I hate your jokes <laughs> so much. Oh my god! That. Thank you, thank you. Anyway, oh. uh, thanks so much for joining us for the Checkpoint Radio podcast. Uh, yeah, whether you're uh, downloading this on uh, on Saturday from our website over at checkpointradio.com or uh, or whether you're checking out whatever whenever it is in the week, we do record these on Wednesdays. So um, a lot of the OWL action going on as we're recording. It so it can be sometimes a little bit distracting here in the studio. Super totally. Everyone, everyone's kind of tuning in and out of uh, what's going on on, on OWL. Most no, but we keep like it partially. Well, yeah, but I mean it's partially our job, so we it is our job. To we got we, we kind of have it to, on, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, anyway, uh, exciting stuff coming out of the OWL and uh, and moving into the finals. But uh, before we get into any discussion here on uh, on the podcast today, uh, we we have. Changed Challenged our audience to leave us sixty 
reviews inside of 365 days. Shouldn't be that hard. Which, again, we have thousands of people that are downloading the show every week from the Westwood One uh, Podcast Network. Apparently, everyone's listening to the Westwood One Podcast Network. So we need everyone to submit an iTunes review. It, it, it's a really, it ain't hard. It, it's it's a really good way to help the show, uh, you know, kind of find uh, uh, new listeners, new audience members. And, you know, we want to try to grow this as much as possible. So, um, you know, make sure that you're you're spreading the word. And, uh, you know, if you haven't yet, leave us an iTunes review. So uh, we would like to read like a f- handful of them. We only got one new review in the last week. What, what are we up to overall then? We, uh, we are at a total... Of 69 reviews. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we have to get to, to 90 in order to uh, to make that, that correct. goal, right? That's no. correct. We had 30 after the first year. We wanted to double that in our second year. So we need to get 60 inside of 365 days. So uh, Only 21 to go. Yeah. Seriously, guys, uh, we, uh, we, we definitely need to see more of those reviews. So if you haven't yet, head on over to uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it call it and uh, leave us a review and let us know how we're doing it even if you don't like the show maybe even especially if you don't like the show still review it because because how else are we going to learn what we're doing wrong or what you don't like for example for example i got some criticism over the last week oh uh, about when we put up our full episodes on demand somebody came to me and said nate it's really frustrating as a listener to you know, this person came up to you on the street. Y- yes, right <laughs> on totally, the street, totally unprompted. They recognized my voice. Correct. Um, no, no, no. They, 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 of course, it was through Discord, which you can join checkpointradio.com/slash/discord. But they said, Nate, it's really frustrating because you know I do catch parts of your show every week because it happens to be when I'm driving. Yeah. But the problem is, is that my commute is not two hours. You know, it's 45 minutes. I only get to catch part of the show. And you got af- commercials, you got everything going on. Exactly. And when I go into work, I can't really have a radio, but I have my phone. And I'd love to be able to pick up the conversation where I, where I left off. Yeah. And you don't, because you guys wait a week to post your full episodes on demand, it makes that really, that process really frustrating. And I said, you know what? You have a really good point. And I brought that to our uh, executive producers, Rick Scott, Kevin Graham, and they have given me the go-ahead to start putting our full episodes on demand starting this week out on Friday. Yeah, oh, so you got to check, checkpoint right for your weekend. Right for the weekend. Exactly. So if you happen to be one of those that has caught part of an episode and you have gone to the website and ended up a little bit frustrated because you haven't been able to continue the conversation, guess what? You're going to be able to now. So uh, let's, you know, everyone make sure. I know we bust their balls a lot, uh, but everyone make sure to thank Rick and Kevin for allowing us to do this. So hopefully. hopefully Thanks, Rick. Hopefully Thanks, none of our affiliates are going to get really mad about it um but you know we'll see we're gonna we're gonna test the waters and see how this works because i definitely understood that criticism let's talk about reviews 
Reviews. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. We, we didn't read them. All right. Yes. So like you said, we actually got four of them here. So the first one uh, comes courtesy of Rowan9584. He says, great show. Checkpoint ha- had become, I guess he. we must have lost him, uh, become one of my favorite gaming shows and podcasts. I'm familiar with their other show, LBR, and enjoy their entertaining personalities. Thank Excellent. you, Rowan. All right. We got a review label 100% by Angry Miner 277. <laughs> Easy to review when it's 100%, right, Norris? Winky face. Two R's. <laughs> uh, title by Different Jeff. <laughs> I enjoy the banter. Thank, th- thank you, Different Jeff. <laughs> we, we really appreciate that review from Different Jeff. Yes, man. and uh, from Ray God, G-A-W-D, uh, entertaining as it gets, and he says, what up, though? Oh, yeah, awesome. that's my best friend. Joe. It, yeah? Oh, yeah. is it? What up, nice. though? What up, though? Joe, I have to Ray ask dog. you. Thank you. How does it feel being 21 reviews away from cosplaying as Bubsy? You know what? Not as bad as it feels if Bubsy I had to make the wait, Bubsy wait, cosplay. Bubsy doesn't wear pants. You don't have to make oh, it. Bubsy doesn't oh, wear pants. He does not right. wear pants. Hang on. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay? We... We can't allow him to Donald Duck it no, on the Twitch stream. Okay, <laughs> well, we can't terrible. if I sit low enough. That would be a terrible idea. You know what? I'll Wait, get I'll, hold on, I'll everybody, get stop! Get up. Everybody, stop! Bam! We just got a sub. Flint Sanity. Thank, thank nice. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Love you. I'll, I'll get the bottom half of a Chewbacca cosplay for him to wear. <laughs> That's fair. That's Diet fair. orange. <laughs> Diet orange. That That's, works. Dude, that is going to be so uncomfortable to wear in the studio. That's yeah, correct. Man. Yep. You better hope that this goes down in December. <laughs> uh, well, it should, theoretically. Yeah. Based, on, the, our based on, the, on, the, on the rate of reviews. Here, here's the thing. It could also end where we stop at 89 reviews. Oh, God, I hope not guys get us i would write dude, seriously get us to 90 reviews head on over to uh apple Podcasts, itunes whatever it is leave us a review because uh bubs he's gonna have to play bubsy cosplay is bubsy. Cosplay bubsy that That's is right. true you know also i wanted to mention something that uh happened in my life this week i, I got to tell talk to norris and robbie about it in pre-show but nate you were you were busy you didn't get to hear about this i uh I got to prove once and for all that I am uh, of the lower class. <laughs> He's a peasant. Yeah, that I'm a peasant. Okay. My my, my girlfriend celebrated her birthday this uh, this week. Okay. Happy birthday, Sarah. Uh, this week. And so her parents took her and, and the family and invited me along to go to a very nice restaurant here in Metro Detroit. Nice. <laughs> very nice. I, as it turns out, was not prepared for the intricacies of fine dining. <laughs> <laughs> As was evidenced by the fact that shortly after sitting down, as the waiter passed by me, I leaned over to save him the embarrassment. I whispered <laughs> to let him know, uh, you actually gave me an extra fork. <laughs> you work your way in. Do, do oh, your, my God. So let me understand something. So yeah. let me understand something. Yeah. In your entire 27 years of life, yeah. you have never once been in a situation where you were presented with a fucking salad fork. Yeah, so... Hang on, do you know, do you know, for the record, how many types of dining forks there are? 
Uh, well, there's a lot. There's a lot. I, there's, there's a, a lot. I know there's at least fork. two. There's you ever a cake, seen a cake bro, fork, bro? You ever seen a bacon fork? Bacon that fork. shit will haunt your dreams. <laughs> there <laughs> is, there fork. is more fucking like you're like, dude. That looks like some kind of torture implement. I gotta Google bacon. Fork yeah, I don't know. Now. Bacon, fork. Oh, bacon <laughs> fork is a real fucking well, thing. When we learn order, your forks, Joe. When we ordered the muscles, I was given a little tiny fork to to stab the muscles with. See, yes, look exactly. This, look at this little devil. Oh bacon. my god, that's terrifying! Isn't it's a it bacon though? fork. That's a bacon. I did not know. So uh, we, uh, in I my did defense, not know forks. In my defense, though, the salad fork and the dining fork were the same size. Well, that obviously, was they're for different. They were the same things. fork. Joe, do you know what a spork is? I know what a spork is. You okay. eat KFC with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, see that's there. That's why he doesn't for, know what a salad and, fork and is. fourth grade <laughs> meals. Yeah. Right. And fourth grade meals. Yeah. Yeah. You know what cafeteria? Yes. You know what a spork is, but you don't know what a goddamn salad. It gets is. worse. It gets worse. So after my second, it gets worse. Yeah. So after my second sex on the beach, which was my drink of choice that night. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. Wait Did you a have to pass a note stop, to the stop, waiter when you order that? Stop. Full stop. Full stop. Yeah, yeah. You're with your girlfriend's family. Yes. And you order. Without shame, multiple, multiple sex on the beaches. Yeah, so they all they all got wine, with the exception of their oh, son who got a whiskey sour. Sake. Uh, they all got one. I did discover my first wine that I actually like, by the way. Okay. It is, uh, my, my girlfriend got a white Zinfandel. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> You're so fucking basic. Alongside his sex uh, on the beach. Before you know, Joe's gonna show up tomorrow with a fucking North Face pullover and, a, and some Uggs and some You're leggings on. You're a 23-year-old basic white girl. <laughs> that's yes. What is wrong with you? That is cr- well, I literally, as I sipped it, I said, Apparently, yeah, that's Sarah not- has no standards is what I'm hearing from well, all this. Well, as, she, as she, uh, I sipped it and said, yeah, that's pretty good. She's like, oh, good. I am dating a white girl. Stank Buddha says it was dick flavored wine. <laughs> That's basically what white Zinfandel is. Good job. Okay, so, a little less salty so, than dick. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. You said it got worse. After the sex on the beach, right after the second oh, sex no. on the beach. Okay, oh, no. so uh, uh, we're wrapping up. Uh, for the, uh, this is a weird aside. This actually had nothing to do with me. Uh, we got a Caesar salad while we were there, and they actually prepare it at the table for you, which was very cool. While the waiter is there preparing this Caesar salad, another person walks over to him, who we don't know, and says, "Wow, probably your first day here, right?" And smacks our waiter's ass, our male <laughs> waiter's ass. Wow. Just a weird aside. It just is something that happened during the meal. Did he? Wh- what did he do? He did not. He was motionless. He did not react in the slightest. And then went back to tossing. The <laughs> he continued tossing. <laughs> so, oh, oh just, God. just to make it perfectly clear, it is rude to smack a guy's ass when he's tossing the salad. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dead. All right. Rule number so- one. Oh my God. Okay. All right. So this Can is me. This is taking. This is taking damn near twenty minutes. Let's yeah. let's. So this is the moment that then brought the whole night to a screeching halt with oh laughter as the entire table would not stop laughing at me. As I was finishing up my filet mignon, which was delicious, <laughs> it was so good. Uh, I, I was done, and I'd been done for maybe about a minute or two, and the waiter walks over and says, would you like to take that home? And I said, yes, that'd be great, because I didn't finish it all. To which he then reaches for my plate, and I go, no, 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 I want to take it home. Wait, 
I did not realize <laughs> that, that in a nice restaurant, the they will take it and box it for you. I thought you would box it yourself. Oh, no. The entire oh, table God. bursts into laughter, and the waiter... This poor person looks at me like he has no. Oh, this person's crazy. He no, 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 Joe, you're the poor person. Yeah, in this situation, <laughs> yeah. I sure was. When I when I got my box, I just carved "poor" into the top of it because <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. Oh, oh my, my god. god! So that said, I would like to thank Sarah and her family for having me along. I presume it okay. will be the last time. We would like to formally apologize to the entire Sarah's family. Yeah, Sarah's for family. this bozo. <laughs> Sorry. What the Fuck the entire Sarah. Shockingly, we're still dating. Yeah, she did not break up with me over this. Uh, give it time. When we do break up, here's what I promise: when we do break up, this moment will be mentioned in the breakup. Right. I'm, oh, I'm yes. sure of that. Yeah, oh, yes, without a doubt. You remember when I took your crow magnet ass to the restaurant <laughs> with my parents, and you didn't even know how to use both forks? Oh, uh, man. Great story. That actually, I, I had no idea where that was going yeah, for a minute. I know. But um, nice, that nice was payoff. The podcast. There, nice we payoff. there we go. All right, guys. Nice payoff. And, uh, excellent. Uh, anyway, all right. Oh, so my God. we do have a podcast to talk about. A real one. Uh, yes. Um, but before we actually get into that, uh, real quick, I just wanted to give Kyle a moment to kind of, you know, get the audience to, to know him a little bit better. So Kyle's a, a Twitch streamer, but, you know, kind of let everyone know. You know, like, what's your history with gaming? Uh, you know, how long have you been uh, been streaming? All that sort of good stuff. Well, I've been streaming... Well, I started gaming when I was five. Had an N64. Nice. And a Game Boy Pocket. Nice! Yes! <laughs> nice. So, was, it, was it a hand-me-down from, like, a sibling or, no, or a cousin? I got fresh out the, the box. I got fresh? N64, yeah. brand new. Nice. And mm. then the Game Boy Pocket, brand new. Nice. With, uh, uh, Mr. Game and Wa- uh, the Game and Watch Gallery, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Then got Pokemon Red like a couple of summers later. Very well. Uh, oh man, moved my way up all the way into like first person shooters, and obviously, you know, I had all the staple games growing up. Like I had some Final Fantasy tens. I had you know nice. You had Halo. Your Halo. Well, no, I I never owned an Xbox until the 360. Oh, okay, okay. so. I had a PlayStation 2, though, so I oh, played yeah. nice. Killzone and God of War and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and now I have a Switch, a Xbox One, a gaming PC. Nice. And I stream. That's so. excellent. That's excellent. So what, when when people come to your stream, what can they expect to, to see so you streaming? When you come to my stream, so I like to, I consider my, myself... Uh, specializing in hero shooters, so you'll see Paladins. Cool. You'll see Overwatch, and you'll see a little bit of uh, MOBA action as well cool. in Heroes, Heroes of, of the Storm. Storm. Nice, nice, so, excellent, awesome. A little bit of variety for now. Again, you can follow him twitch.tv slash acolyte, A-K-I-L-Y-T-E, and you should. So, again, thank you for sitting in on the show, and we appreciate uh, you know your your expertise on uh, on Overwatch and, and just kind of chiming in. Uh, and and having you here, so um, it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's cool. We've had you in the chat a couple of times, and uh, you know, we thought, you know, hey, we have we've got an opportunity to to, to bring him in, so let's do so. Um, all right, let's talk about this fan film, right. That Nathan Fillion was in. It's been uploaded to YouTube, by the way. I'm sure Lloyd in our chat room is going to cover that uh, that link in a second. But um, this this in- incredible fan film based off of Uncharted. 
started. It's about 15 minutes long. Yeah, and Nathan Filling is playing Nathan Drake. And it, it's 15 minutes of, like, perfection. It's 15, it's 15 minutes of basically uh, uh, Uncharted FMV. And, and here's yeah. the thing. You can tell that it's pretty low budget. You can yeah. tell that they were working under, under some constraints, but it's really impressive how Nathan Fillion has really captured the Nathan Drake-ness of the character. Now, granted, granted, when it was Nolan North doing the voice, he was basically doing his best Nathan Fillion <laughs> yeah. from Firefly, if right? being right. honest, absolutely. Right, and, and, and if you watch, you know, if you play an Uncharted game, you know that it's more or less an Indiana Jones movie totally, yeah. that you can play interactively. Yeah. I've played the first one, I've played the second one, i played the one on uh, PS Vita. Loved them. Great games. But there's something that they captured about the nature of Uncharted that, you know, if this was a Hollywood-produced franchise or Hollywood-produced thing, you know, they stripped all of the Assassin's Creed-ness out of Assassin's Creed, right? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, they added daddy issues to Tomb Raider. Right. So, and and I, I, I need to understand how it is that Nathan Fillion and a couple of, I would assume, actor friends of his we're able to pull this off and nail the tone of it, even though it only lasts about 15 minutes, yep. but nail the tone of it. And Hollywood has been struggling to to make a competent video game movie I, ever. I think because, number one, for something like this, it, it was the smaller scope that allowed it to be a little bit more accurate. That's that's the first thing. I, I mean, think the part longer of, it goes on, the more time you have to technically make mistakes. To fuck it up. Right. And I think that's a lot of times where game movies do sort of falter at is that they'll have, you know, a two and a half hour block and we got to fill it with plot yeah. where a game would fill that same two and a half hours with gameplay. So it, it's 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 a little it's a little difficult in that aspect. Why? I, I, think, I don't know, dude. Dude, I think that there is, if you took just the cutscenes end-to-end on most of an Uncharted game, that's a movie. You have a movie. Even in length, I think, you know, uh, I think what? Uncharted is about a 10 to 15 hour experience. Hour game. Yeah, and, and depending on how good you are at it. And uh, I think that, you know, you take most of those cutscenes and string them together, that's got to be... An hour, let's, hour and a half? Let, Let, a minute. Let's go ahead and look at something that up until maybe 10, 15 years ago had similar problem, and that would be the comic book movies, right? Which Marvel yes. has solved. And how did they do that? They did that by putting fans who have a passion for the product in charge of it. That's, and a, that's, a, that's a shitty comparison. Because it, no, the, it, it's, yes, it is. How is because, that a shitty comparison? Dude, because comic books suffer the problem of having too much source material. There was too much to pick from. Until that Marvel sat down and said what we're working on and what we're working we we have a, a, a phase we're going to work on and ultimately it's going to end up here that was their plan a 10 year fucking plan that only did really they could do after Disney bought them and if for I, video but, games no no no, no. even when it was games, on even when it was Paramount Pictures they were still building towards that okay, it was were, a plan built from the beginning no it was built from the beginning but the execution was the reason why the execution was also allowed to be so good as good as it was is because they got a major boon in resources through then Disney. explain DC to me because they have the money too but they still fuck it up because 
they're not putting passionate fans who have just as much of a passion for the source material as the product they're doing in charge of it. Well, DC sucks. So there's no... There's, <laughs> good, good throwaway. The point uh, I was, the point I was working towards, though, is yeah. that Nathan was actually on Split Screen, which is, a, which is a Kotaku podcast, and he talked about how this came to be, and he said a mutual friend actually put him in uh, contact with Alan Ungar, who was the guy who directed this, and he said... Over the Thai vegan dinner that we were having, Alan <laughs> expressed a love. You hipster. Nathan Fillion, you're a goddamn Alan hipster. Alan expressed his love for Uncharted, and he said he was obviously a very passionate fan. He had a vision, and then in May, they got together and threw this basically together in like I, a day. Dude, when I'm you total- eat a Thai vegan dinner, how many forks do you have for that? <laughs> I think at least three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and one that goes squarely in the rectum, by the way. <laughs> um, anyway, but uh, but no, I, 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 I think I actually agree with Robbie here. I know I don't say that often, but I, I agree with you Robbie do. here that, you know, it, it was something intrinsic about the way that Marvel approached it and and hired people who actually did give a shit about the source material. Not to say that, you know, someone like Zack Snyder or, uh, you know, even even DC has, you know, brought in, um, uh, uh, God, Buffy the Vampire Slayer guy. Whedon. Whedon. Yeah, Whedon. Joss Whedon. Right? So it, it's, not, it's not a one to one perfect comparison but I do think someone who has at least context for the source material is going to do a better job of course, of than course. someone coming fresh to the thing well, of course. Because, because someone coming fresh to the thing is not going to actually sit down and meaningfully play the game and try to get the, the, the heart of it out of there what they're going to do is they're going to what I was saying take all of the cutscenes end to end watch it and then you know play Pull with it but that's how we can make this appeal to a mass audience right. too. Well, right. but they, that's a concern that they have to that they have to have. If somebody's going to give you 15, 16, 17 million dollars for a movie, you better be able to sit back and tell on somebody on the lowest end of the budget. On the right. lowest end and tell somebody that you can make double that back. Like you 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 have to be able to say this has some sort of cross market appeal. And, and that to your Norris to your point is where you're right so frequently it is the opposite problem that you have with a comic movie where you have so a plethora of source material and finding a way to whittle it down into one contained cohesive story is very difficult. So often with video games the problem that you have is that the gameplay fleshes out so much of the experience it's hard to translate that into a movie story. You have to take what is frequently a very simple, small plot and extrapolate that into ninety minutes of something people want to actually see. Yeah, but in some cases there are there are so, there's source material for some of these games going back to nineteen eighty four. Now, perfect example: the Metal Gear Solid movie. Right? We've heard time and time again how different this is going to be. And recently, uh, the um, uh, the filmmaker Jordan Voigt Roberts, uh, who, by the way, I didn't know this was born in Detroit, Michigan, and is as old as me. Oh, oh wow! Cool. So, and, and in another life, you could be directing the Metal Gear Solid. Movie. What happened? I know, I know, right? It's it's crazy. Um, but uh, Jordan has said he wants the Metal Gear Solid movie to be the most quintessentially Kojima thing. That Ooh. would ever be m- committed to film. Then it should have nothing to do with Metal Gear Solid. 
right. It should be a completely, completely different movie. Separate. It has an A Metal Very Gear Solid, true. but it has nothing to do with it. Uh, no, I, I, and I think that you know, the his he sounds like a fan, and I think he's said before that he's a fan of specifically Kojima and specifically Metal Gear Solid. And the other thing that he said, the other caveat he said, is that he needs to make it the most Kojima movie, and if he needs to make it for less, he'll make it for less. So he wants less studio involvement and meddling Good. to be able to recognize his and Kojima's vision for this. I think that this is a, a video game movie that's squarely going to be put on a different level. And you know what? In a way, I hope it has nothing to do with Solid Snake <laughs> or Big Boss. Yeah, I kinda. hope it has to Bring do right with in. something. You could. I, exactly. There's so much source material that you have to play with. Why retell a story? And what's great about the Nathan Drake stuff and 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 this kind of uncharted fan movie is that it plays with the source material in a very playful way, but it's not an exact one-to-one no. reduplication of anything in the game. So they're trying to tell some kind of original story, and there's enough from the games that you recognize on its face to go, oh yeah, that's Uncharted. This, from the minute I saw Nathan Fillion on screen, I was like, oh yeah, he's got the ring, and it's tied the same way, he's got the same gun harness, strapped crossways on the back, that's fairly unique. The The attention to detail was a million percent and I gotta say you know as close as they tried to recreate Lara Croft's fucking costume in in the uh, Angelina Jolie version of Tomb Raider it still boobs. was a pale comparison <laughs> yeah this was uh, damn near cosplay perfect so, something else that, uh, uh, that Joe just said and again I'm gonna draw a parallel to to comic book movies as much as you don't want me to Norris is that they don't take necessarily what's on the pages and one to one transform it onto the screen as both Civil War and Infinity War has, ta- has showed us mm-hmm. and with something like a game you're right because so much of a game is action is you playing they can't do a one-to-one transformation of that onto the screen. And by trying to do that, they definitely lose something. But if you put a fan, someone who's passionate about the source material, in the in the driver's seat, right? Then what you end up getting is something like this fan short, where even if what happened hasn't happened in a game, that's still quintessentially Nathan Drake. Well, and that's how you hold on. And that's how you avoid having a Tomb Raider movie where the first twenty minutes of it is Laura riding around on a scooter delivering food because since her dad left, she doesn't want to embrace anything about who she actually is. I mean, I, here's the thing I'm going to say about that, though. To be fair, if you're going to make a video game movie, man, is Uncharted an easy one to pick? It's an easy one because to pick. literally it's Indiana Jones. Yeah, no, no, no. no you're right. We you're said no, right. but we said that about but the so Assassin's Me- Creed movie. Well, so is Metal Gear Solid. Right. That's the that was the most cinematic game ever made for the better part of you know a half decade. a decade. Yeah. yeah, and and so you know uh, the source material makes absolute sense, right? Like it makes sense that this could be adapted into a film and it could be consumable. But what is it about the process of of Hollywood coming in and trying? Uh, to make it mass market and consumable here's the problem they strip out all of the little little references and easter eggs whether it's the the camera movement what being something mean? straight out who's of, gonna get that yeah exactly people who play and love the game it's, it's the beginning and end of the majestic you guys seen that where they're sitting in the room you can hear the guys being like oh well can we get uh, can we get meg ryan right she would be great for the love interest let's get rid of the dot like they just want to completely strip out what makes it unique and yes yeah, sure they do want to, to 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 be able to throw it to a mass audience they want everyone to be interested in it but something else that comic book movies people have quit- 
shown us is if you are true to the source material, it will do that. Well, I'll, I'll just I just want to say this. And Robbie, you said they can't take stuff exactly off the page and put it into a movie. They did that with Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Like forty percent of that no, movie is right. panel recreation right. from you're the right. comic book. And, so and they can do yes. that. But again, yes. but again, you can tell that someone familiar with the source material made that movie. That was not oh, a yeah. by the numbers movie. They had to break a couple of rules and able to make that work right. And you you're gonna have to do the same thing with video games because video games have been a media that have grown apart from a lot from of film. other traditional media. Yeah. When you look at the Hollywoodization of a movie like Uncharted that movie exists already. It's called National Treasure. Sure, yeah, I'm, sure does. There was yes. a bunch of them, but sure that's. Does. But I think that's what a. But you, you know, gotta watch Nicolas Cage mug about the entire time. All right, first of all, Nicolas Cage and Sean Bean are the only things worth watching in those movies. <laughs> but the point, but his point stands is that for something like Uncharted, it translates to screen well because it takes so many tropes from action films from Indiana Jones you play from Uncharted. National Treasure exactly it's it is an action movie put onto a video game that's yes. what Uncharted is that's why I think those two right the, the reason why well. Metal Gear is such a hard film I think for people to make is because when it came out as a game for as cinematic as it was it was nothing like that it's, there, it's, there's nothing not even in Hollywood you can compare that's it true alright when I, when I see Metal Gear Solid I expect some form of subversion of my expectations so when I see something like Uncharted, no, I expect it to be frank, a generic action movie with a character I like. Right. But again, it's going to take someone really familiar with that source material to be able to pull off that kind of subtle detail. Right. You know, you've got you've got countless examples of uh, of this in, you know, comic books. And, and, and I think, Robbie, this is a really fair comparison and parallel that you've drawn between, you know, the possibility moving forward of video game movies and comic book movies. And, and I also want to throw Lord of the Rings in there, too, because you could tell when watching that that um uh the Peter Jackson had clearly read, read the books the yeah. books and that it yeah. meant something to him and there were certain things that he needed to get right not for the fans not for well, anyone but to, for him to get rid of for too. him right. yeah you know, where was that, Tom Bombadil, Tom Bombadil. Where, where was he why do you need you don't I, look, listen sessions I, have I to, love that's Tom, what I'm saying I he had to Tom take Bombadil. that out I get that yeah. I get but that he, but he needed he to go he had to take it out but the reason why I still think that it's a unfair comparison is is simply because as Joe said it's so difficult for so many people to recreate gameplay like something like Mortal Kombat right the first Mortal Kombat that worked because it's a stupid it's fighting game yeah. right but something like Street Fighter the movie doesn't work well mostly because you had Jean-Claude Van Damme walking around drunk harassing people for <laughs> oh, most come of the on. movie oh, but, come, come but on. the reason why <laughs> who, that doesn't work who played work, M. Bison in that movie that Raul was, Julia was oh, amazing Raul Julia yes he was a jewel in that movie but the reason why that doesn't work is because you had somebody who instead of saying you know what let's just try to recreate what we see in the game they put a bunch of bullshit in yeah. and decided to change well, well, entire character. in Norse I'm not saying that it's a direct Direct one-to-one comparison. All I'm saying is, is that comic book movies suffered from a similar plague that video game ones do, and that's early on. They sure. sucked, and when they started getting better was when they put people who were passionate about the source material. Because uh, not uh, Joe, Cass- not Batman. Joe, uh, uh, I, I, again, this isn't like a perfect. Do not deal. say nice things about Joe Casada. The man's a monster. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> ruined Spider-Man. Just saying, all right, the, the, they, they, they put the people who were in charge of the comics 
in charge of the movies, and the movies have been amazing since then. I, I mean, that's kind of hard to argue with. No, right? that's like, true. The, the incredible yeah. turn, the incredible turnaround that the Marvel franchise made between the fucking Daredevil movie and <laughs> and the on, Iron and Man. The, yeah. Remember yeah. Electra? Like, rem- like, those, dude, hell, those, the first Spider Man, dude. Yeah, those, well, I mean, but that's the first. So, in, the first uh, wait, no, that was Sony, were yeah. really good, though. Yeah, no, they Especially were. But still, Marvel too. license. It still had to. It still ah, had to be another another great good. point. You're right. The first Spider-Man was good because of Sam Raimi. Yeah. And why, yeah. why did it go downhill and why did he leave? Because the studio yep. wanted more hands because on. Because it made money. And as yeah. soon as something makes money, it's going to be... They want to control it. Does Sam Raimi not apart. do Spider-Man 3? He did, but that was the last that one. That was the last in one. Fact, was the last one made. Did do Spider-Man 3? He yeah, did, did Spider-Man that 3. Shitty Venom? And he oh. was willing to come back for 4, but his his uh, 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 what he said was, you need to let me do my thing. Let me fix and right. save this franchise and they yeah. said no you have to do what we want to do and he walked away so he said screw you and he went and made an evil dad remake which was yeah. great by the way and we were all pretty happy with yeah. it but I, I, just, I, 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 just think that. The, I just think the biggest thing for me is that is why you will continually see video game movies suck until somebody who not just knows or sees the gameplay like has a deep appreciation You're, for the game you made a good point earlier like of all of all the games to hold up as what ended up being a decent video game movie the original mortal Kombat is it's an okay movie but you look at it and they knew what people wanted in a mortal Kombat movie yeah i want to see cool fights i want to see scorpion and sub-zero on the screen at yep. some point and i want to see lord well, raiden and, voiced by christopher lambert and, and and just like we're starting to realize Lambert, just like we're starting Lambert. to realize too that superhero movies don't have to be a genre unto themselves video games movies also can incorporate many different genres that's true rampage was great because what, what was it about rampage. it was about monsters smashing buildings yeah that's, that's all you true. needed and you gave us The Rock, so and yeah, The Rock was very charming yes. in it. I mean, yeah. but Jumanji, uh, not a video game movie, but, but of it course, clearly it used video, game, video game culture. Yeah. yeah, and the yeah, I like that is one I fully went into expecting to hate, and I loved the Jumanji yeah. remake. And and, and and I brought I, up, I, I've heard it's very funny. No, I, I brought up Scott Pilgrim versus the World because I, great. I I know this is not necessarily a video game, but if we're talking about translations, it's no, probably you're right. One of the most accurate translations Absolutely. of the source material no, I've ever you're, seen. You're a million percent and, right. And part of what made that so good is, as Nate said, was just a love for the source material. I was and just rule about to breaking. ask you, yeah, who do you think made it though? The people that were behind it, how much of a love did they have oh, for they, Scott they, Pilgrim? They definitely loved it, but yeah. I also think a part of what made it so good is that they didn't shy away. They didn't blockbusterize it. That's right. They didn't shy away from the fact that this movie that we're making is going to be a niche movie. Yeah, it's See, not going to cool make. Thing about yeah. Scott Pilgrim is that it was kind of like it was. It wasn't a big buck movie, you know? Yeah. But it, it kind of had an indie film feel to it. You know it what? Did, you know what? That that. And, that's, and that's why that movie is so damn Well, the charming. comic feels that way when you read yeah. it. It yeah. doesn't feel like a Marvel comic. It, it doesn't. feels like an indie comic. And that's that's not... That's an aesthetic. That's yeah. sort of like that kind of punk rock undertone that ran through the whole thing. If you put... If that movie looked pristine and slick and and you know like uh, like a a 30 million dollar you know budget movie More you know 300 throw, million uh, 300 yeah or whatever it is you know throw the same resources that disney throws at at marvel you know it, that would have been a very very different movie but because of its restrictions the restrictions that they placed probably on themselves it became much more unique 
and charming. And I think that that that's a great point. You like, know, to 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 bring this back around too. Uh, uh, you mentioned that one of the reasons Marvel was able to do what they do is because they had Disney money. But also look at the way that the execs, you know, the the powers that be originally treated Dare or, or, or Deadpool, saying that will go. not work. And you get someone like Ryan Reynolds who's like, yeah, it will with limited money made it work. And yeah. by the way, too, uh, uh, when we're talking about this this fifteen minute fan film, you know, Nathan said that he's never mentioned anything to Sony about an Uncharted movie, which there is apparently one in the works, but it's been stuck for a while, right? Yeah, right. And they said they just wanted to put this out there and see what happens. And if this pulls... Ah, the Deadpool If this strategy. pulls like a Deadpool and Deadpool we end strategy, up yeah. with Nathan Feeling as Nathan Drake... I'd be happy with that. I, I, I mean, think, come on. I think you'd on. have a lot of very happy people. Yeah, I think so. Robbie, you hit the nail on the head. Say, but see, that's the... Uh, that, there, therein lies the issue. Because me, as a, as a fan of the series, I just want them to make Uncharted 2. But just he, oh, just I, make I, that granted, into a movie. Granted, because that was, uh, it was such a great story. But at the same time, Nathan Fillion's a bit older than Nathan Drake. Yeah. I think you can you can kind of continue on Nathan Drake's story outside of the game? outside of the game. Oh, oh no, okay. That should be the way they go. You know what? And that's one of my biggest gripes with the World of Warcraft movie is they tried to tell a story that fans already knew. Yep. Use movies to extend your universe, and so long as it's still that, yeah. a self-contained product, people don't need prior knowledge. God, I hope that's what Metal Gear Solid does. And that is really the thing because you're right. Even going through World of Warcraft with my li- uh, limited knowledge of that world. I was still like picking out things like, well, wait, that's not what's supposed to happen, and that's kind of the problem. You shouldn't like, you shouldn't have to say that's not what's supposed to happen. Right, it should be its own kind of self-contained and, thing. But there's there's a satisfying way of of seeing scenes play out as you've seen them play out in your head, also true. or better. You know what I mean? Like that's that's one of the things about uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. As I was like, every time I sat and I watched them, I was like, this is so much. Bigger than I. Oh, Helm's Deep. Yes. So much better than when I read it. Thank you. So much better. The first time they present Andoril to uh, Aragorn after it's been reforged. Yeah. So much better. I can still like feel that. Just the the whole sequence with with the ghost army coming off the ship and just overwhelming the battlefield. So lame in the book. I was dreading it. I was dreading that part. I hated that part in the book. Uh, You know, because there's it's extended. They go through the fucking caverns and they make the deal with the ghost king and whatever. It's so convoluted and stupid. It was my least favorite part of that uh, of Return of the King. And then when they do it in the movie, it's so quick because it's like seventeen fucking chapters in Return of the King. <laughs> it drags on right. for goddamn ever. And in and, the movie, and, and it's just like, oh hey, yeah, the, he's, you, literally he, you go he, he goes into the them. cavern. And he says, hey, here's the deal we're gonna make, and then cut. You Done. don't even find out what the answer is, Done. and then suddenly a boat shows he up, just and here hops comes off ghosts. the boat, and here come the ghosts. Yes, and it, by the it way, was perfect. Well, in, in the extended, it's a little bit yeah, even yeah, yeah, better yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, they yeah. expand on it a little bit. Well, it's a little bit and, clunky in the original cut, and, and you get the sequence of just this swarm of ghosts. Overwhelming an Oliphant in the background, and that That's is true. hysterical. Yes, it is. Oh man, I love those movies. I'm going to watch Lord of the Rings again very shortly. Yeah, I can Hulu. tell they're on they're Hulu. On, they are. Yeah, I they know. just put them on. Hulu. I, t- I told myself I was going to watch the Two Towers this weekend. Yeah, Ooh. some of the best movies in cinema history. Yeah, they are. hands down, hands it's down. T- and then the Hobbit sucks. Yeah, the three Lord of the Rings films literally changed cinema, just like Star Wars did. 
You're yeah. not wrong. And yeah, why yeah, yeah. did the Hobbit suck? Because the powers that be were like, no, we need three of these. We need three of them, and you need to add a girl character. And yep. Yeah. Didn't just wait. Let Peter Jackson yeah, hit all Peter the demos. Does. But guys, exactly. There's only one book this time. Yeah, we need you to make it three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bad. That's not going to be good. It didn't work out. But but again, uh, that's I think a good a great example of studio. Memory. Marcus in the uh, Twitch chat has said he's never seen Lord of the Rings. Marcus, Band. hail. You Band. Need to, you need to fix that right now. You need, yeah, you need to definitely take out. care of that. Go spend 12 hours and watch the extended edition. Yeah, what are you doing? Why are you <laughs> like watching I, this? Like, you should no, be watching like, Lord of the Rings we, right we now. We are serious, yeah, Marcus. Seriously. Like, they, they are movies you should see before you die. Yeah. And those would be them. That was actually a threat. That's what that was. Yes. See these movies before you die. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what I really... One thing I really loved in the, uh, in the uh, Uncharted short that we saw is... The sequence where he gets out of the house and it goes into third person uncharted yes. mode. Yeah, yeah. we're and looking they at recapture. you. Doom. There is a way to do it. They, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the reminder of Doom. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even even, oh, like, even the Rock wants to forget that one. Yeah, yeah. It, See, I personally so. hate that. I personally hate that. Just shoot it as a movie. I, I hate that. Here's the thing: if you do it in a short burst, very tastefully, obviously it's a callback. It can't to be it. every time. Yeah. it can't be every yeah. time. But if it happens make it once, focus. and you're like, oh, oh that, that's oh. cute. Yeah, because yeah. go back. Okay, go back now to this, standard now cinema. If they, make a, if they make a Metal Gear movie, yes, and they have one shot where he's against the wall, and you can see around the corner, <laughs> I go. Well, exactly. all right. Well exactly. done. But exactly. never do that but never, shot again. Only once. Yeah, only exactly. Once. The fact that yes. that sequence lasted about forty seconds was, was perfect. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm in a to- cool. I'm, I'm in total agreement. I don't need to see what was it hardcore uh, hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. Hardcore. Oh, I don't God. need that. Yeah. Which of course, a, hold on, hold on. As a single experience, I would have liked to have seen that in theaters just for the one time. Hardcore Henry. I got yeah. sick watching yeah. the previews. <laughs> I, I, I literally I saw it in about well. I didn't pay to go see it. Mm-hmm. Lucky but you. I was in the theaters <laughs> and I was watching it and I was just like, yo, this is this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just a bad that, experience. That does not surprise me, but I don't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, we had a radio show this week. That's right, we did. But uh just to kind of put a final thought on it, um, if you haven't seen the uncharted short, totally make sure you go see it. It's totally it's pretty cool. It, and, reminds and it doesn't me cost you anything. The uh the Mortal Kombat Short, yeah. Oh, did, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. Does anyone else remember how oh, badly we wanted that movie yeah, to get with made? The, yeah. With the like creepy reptile. Uh-huh. And the, yep. Oh man, it reminds me yeah. when I saw that for the first time. I'm like, Street I want Fighter that has movie. A good, has a good fan Dragon Ball series Z has too. one too. Yes, yeah, DBZ yeah. does have yeah, one. Yeah. So I mean, it, it does beg the question: Why does Hollywood get this so consistently wrong? So maybe because nobody in Hollywood plays video games. They're well, dumb. but they they should be looking towards projects like these to to farm talent from. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, uh, and then don't meddle. Yeah. Seriously. Like just just let like if you don't meddle, one may be successful and it will cast the die to be able to make to do the them, rest of yeah. them. You, well, and, you and, could be the marvel of video games. Well, like Robbie said, Deadpool should be proof positive that that can work. Absolutely, the, like the, that is a that is a superhero movie made on a way less than superhero movie budget. Right, that brought in way more than superhero movie returns. What's and what's going to be the Black Panther of video game movies? Yes, Ooh. very good question. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we were doing a radio show this week. Um, so let's talk about what we were talking about this week on the Checkpoint Radio Show. Which, if you're listening to this right now and you haven't heard the full radio show it's already you out you can listen to it right now over at our website checkpointradio.com and at mixcloud.com slash checkpoint radio and on that note i would recommend 
listening to it before you listen to this recap. Maybe. Otherwise, you're going to have some spoilers. That's right. So, anyway, uh, we started off talking about uh, Overwatch and uh, the semifinals that are going on. Uh, of course, Boston meeting their demise at the hands of the Philadelphia Fusion. Yep. Good-looking Philly. Yep. Good-looking uh, Gladiators Philly. going down oh, hard to the Spitfire. Yeah. Bad. Upset by the bad, Spitfire. Bad, bad, bad. And as we sit here, as we've been watching tonight's uh, continuation of the quarterfinals, uh, we have uh, Philly. Philly, which took Nixle three to nothing. Yep. Shocking. Convincingly shocking. In convincing fashion. Shocking. And then, of course, uh, our second game, what was that? LA Valiant against the uh, Spitfire? In progress. Oh, okay. As of recording. Right now, at this very moment, what what are we Uh, looking at? London to LA 1, and LA looks like they are making a hard push. If they can take a single tick on second point Hanamura, they tie it at 2 and 2. They tie it at 2 and 2. So there you go. Can you believe we might, by the time this airs, Nixel could. Could be gone, right? They could. We don't know that. No, but they could be. Right? But they could, could be. be. They, yeah, they could play, be. but they play on Saturday. That's the point. No, they play or Friday. 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 Yeah, they play Friday. Yeah. So yeah, that could be it. By the yeah. time this airs, Nixel could be out. That, that, is, that is a crazy thought. That about. is an insane thought. That's that crazy. Make one heck of a show. Oh, it's gonna be a great oh, show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh Definitely. yeah, you're gonna have a lot of very angry New York fans to deal with. Absolutely, it's gonna be a very dour mood at that after party. I don't know. It would be like if Germany went out of the World Cup in the group stages or something. It's funny. Sure, if the World Cup final was in Germany. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so uh, we also talked about the latest in the esports news, as well as Riot actually having a proper response to some criticism. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, so Double Lift, of course, coming out and talking about you know his frustrations with where the game is as a pro player. And Riot come out and saying... Yeah. yeah, it's you, pretty refreshing to, right. to no, hear no. some of the concerns validated from uh, from a, a game developer. And, and to be fair, I'm sure Doublelift was also very respectful about it too, which most people aren't. If you, by the way, if you get a chance to see Doublelift's video, it's about six minutes. It's wonderfully edited, and it gives a lot of great you know theories and backers for why he believes the way he does. Gives a lot of good anecdotal evidence and a lot of good like callbacks to previous years in pro play. It's a great six minute watch. You know, there's a uh, there's a two XL contender team coach that should maybe look into uh, airing some of his, his grievances that way. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. If you want the more more on that story, go listen to a low team damage our uh, Overwatch Ooh. podcast talk show. That yeah. was a saucy plug. Mm-hmm. Very saucy. Nice. I like it. I like it. The cross promotion is, is is strong. Today. You know who's big on cross promotion? <laughs> our producer Rick. That's right. <laughs> he he thinks cross promotion, promotion is great. It is. It is. Um, so uh, make sure that if you are an over. Overwatch fan that you are listening to Low Team Damage comes out every other week over on our podcast feed at CheckpointRadio.com and the Westwood One Podcast Network from Westwood One. Everyone's listening. All right. There's a plug on the fly. Uh, we also were playing the new on-air game, uh, The Last Word. The that Last came Word. This, yeah. was, this was Very an interesting yeah. title, too, this, by the way. I, I really like this because um, we had, I think, about six different subjects that we, could cho- <laughs> that, that, yeah, we, that we were possibly going to be uh, debating. And we only got through two of them. Yeah, so originally, uh, the plan for the game was that only one person would respond, and they would get like two minutes or like a minute and a half. And then so I thought on. I would need six of the topics to get us through the segment. Sure. We decided here today, it might be better if we did shorter responses, but all and we're all talking about the same thing. It, and one person gets the last word. Yeah. And so that worked way Ma- better. It makes, it makes the, I think it makes the game make a little bit more I sense. think so. Um, and, uh, of course, Kyle getting in on that. Definitely. So. And so that is definitely a game that we will revisit 
it, yeah. I would say, on a fairly regular basis. Absolutely. Uh, and we rounded out the first hour talking about uh, Twitch's parental controls or lack thereof. Yeah. Really, I bet, I bet my mom still hasn't watched me on Twitch before. She doesn't yeah. know what Twitch she could is. be watching. No, yeah. no, you know what? She actually does know what Twitch is now, Nora. She doesn't have an excuse. I mean, yeah, but she's not going to watch. She's no, gonna she's watch. not. <laughs> my mom knows what Twitch is. She'll be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> are you? I'm gaming, mom. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, are you using the Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that happened to me the other day. I was on stream, and my dad comes downstairs and says, uh, "Joe, can you put some uh, songs on my iPod for me oh, as I'm Jesus. on stream?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, I'm no, Dad, that. I'm." I'm going to need a few hours, probably. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Exactly. I will. My my dad has gotten very much into this habit of, like, you know, it's the classic parent call needs, needs help. Yeah. But to, yesterday, I'm at work, and I get a call on the work phone, not my <laughs> cell phone. Oh, dear. Of my dad calling and saying, hey, can you send a picture on my email? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, to which I said, Dad... I'm at work right now, oh, oh. and I'm going to need you to... We're going to need to establish a boundary well, here. Well, I, I, how many, I how many times know. did you do that to him growing up? I mean, it oh. had to be a few times. Oh, God. Yeah, it had to be. But I but I was like eight. Yeah. Did, did you actually put songs on his iPod, though? After the stream. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure you don't leave him hanging. No, I totally did. I think it's did awesome you tell that my dad has an iPod. Nah. Did, did, did you tell him to wave hi to the stream? I, I did tell him to wave okay. hi to the stream. Robbie's people is at home watching Ninja right now. Oh my god! I I hope that his family are all huge ninja fans. No, they're all at and home. Watching, like, How come you're not? They're like all ninja? at home watching Property Brothers and American Pickers. <laughs> <laughs> Although, listen, listen, I got addicted to a history show, uh, a history channel show called The Curse of Oak Island. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on their programming. They know how to put together a cliffhanger like you've never seen. Listen, I'll, I'll be honest. I've I've watched a few episodes of American Pickers before. It's not bad. It's, it's, not, it's not bad. bad. It's yeah. not bad. It's good. I got a house hunter's addiction. I'm going to be for real. Yeah. <laughs> house hunters is fair. House hunters? Really? Yeah. Is man. that HGTV? I, yeah. I oh, get it. Oh, God. I, I hate how it. they put their programming together. Oh, it's terrible. It's awful. It's awfully produced. Uh, and, and I'll say, I'll even say, you know, even the Curse of Oak Island, it is very much a reality It is. Show, it is so. awfully produced. However, that, I do love seeing people make, have just, people just have the worst taste. Is, uh, is that the show that John Mulaney does the bit about? With 12 kids and a budget of $7. Let's see what Stasia can do. Yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. So uh, we also talk about the latest in gaming news, including Ubisoft ending finite game experiences. Um, I I mean, I don't get it. I just, I I see this continue. It's a continuing trend across the industry. Yeah, this is where the the industry is. Right. And the thing is, the thing is, is that you can, you can come out with all of these plans for future updates. And if your game tanks, you don't have to, you don't do them. You don't have to do them. So, so do they look turn at, look all at Mass of their, Effect Andromeda? Do they turn all of their flagship like franchises that do rely on finite experiences into? Yes, uh, you can't. You, you, but no, what game do they do. have that completely relies on a finite experience? Because at first it was like, oh, Assassin's Creed. That's eventually going to be a closed narrative. It's not. It's still Origins going has on. gone the way. Yeah, yeah put right? that to bed. Uh, what what else is they got, is they got from Far Ubisoft. Cry? Far Cry. We can make Far Cry fucking forever. But like, you can just. D- dig all of these franchises into the ground until they have no audience yes. left, and yes. then there's oh, no so satisfying Konami. Yeah, it just kind of like tapers off into that's my non-existence. But that's I don't what because yeah. th- this is this is what happened with Legacy of Kane, right? Like it, it, Amy Hennig left uh, Crystal Dynamics or Idos. I can't it's remember. IDOS. I think it was Idos, and uh, and and that franchise just kind of 
That's disappeared. I don't want the life cycle of games to become we put out a game and we just milk it until that population slowly dwindles off into nothing and the game goes out like a wet fart. Yeah. Like, like, you know what? Say what you will about like Seinfeld. They wrapped it up at almost the height of their popularity and that was the end. I'm 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 agreeing. I'm agreeing with you 100 percent. But like, you know, and I was a big Lost fan. And even on the on the show, I had mentioned like nobody wants to be the Lost finale. Right. And I get that. And even I hated the Lost finale. But the point is, is that those showrunners had had to negotiate with ABC to end their own show and their own show. They had to negotiate the end day because they said, listen, we're building all of this shit. and, And this is it's it's getting too convoluted for us the creators to follow we need to agree on when this shit is wrapping up so we can deliver somewhat of a conclusion they ham-fisted that i'm willing to forgive them of that but the point is is that there has to be a negotiated end breaking bad yes breaking bad you knew going in the fifth season that was it and it was a wonderful ending. I love the ending of that show. Right. And I respect that show more for having given me that for finite. Having a complete it's ending. a complete closed narrative. Yeah. It's yeah. done. Do do game franchises need to be 15, 30 year long investments? No, no, I don't think so. No. I don't think you if The Last of Us End it where it was, and they never made another The Last of Us fine. again. Fine, perfectly if they, fine. If they had made the first one and never made a second one, perfectly fine. fine. Life is strange. That game had a wonderful ending, and as much as I would love to see more of Chloe and Max, if they were never to appear again in a game, I'm fine with that. Legend of Dragoon, one of my all-time favorite narratives in any video game ever. There's never, There's never been, been a been need one. for a Legend of Dragoon two. Now, yeah. uh, I mean, a, 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 a you know a reboot uh, or a re skin of it like that would be kind of cool That'd be great. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. like well, a, remaster, a, a remaster a remaster but you already know if they what? put out a remaster they're gonna put in some extra stuff that's true and some extra little bullshit some dlc some dlc uh 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 in-game dungeon but the true ending dlc but the reason that it was one of my favorite stories is because it had an end Right, exactly. That's well, right. you love a good, satisfying ending. Sure, there's always the risk that you're going to botch it and it's going to suck. But right. I mean, hey, you're a storyteller, no, man. It's gone, the risk you take. But gone is the feeling of I beat the game. Yeah, that's like, true. That's why Persona Five resonated with so many people because they played it. It was a little long in the tooth by the end, but they played it and, and they it got ended. to the end and it ended. That was that. Yep, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, oh, Kyle. And I and it like so as much as I love multiplayer games and all that. Yeah, there are times where I wish I'm like I just wish I could play a good old fashioned like for instance Mass Effect. That was the last game I played where like um, You're, it was I played over. I played all the all the games. Mm-hmm. There didn't really do anything with the multiplayer, and I'm like. This was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. But you know what? You bring up an interesting point about the multiplayer because, you know, a lot of times you get that closed narrative and then the multiplayer was your continuation to yes. continue enjoying exactly. the game. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I, I, and, I, and I thought that that was, an, I thought that was appropriate. Yeah. yeah. And you can add maps and you can add totally. game modes and stuff you like that. You can even put the s- slide lore into yes. your multiplayer. And, yep. but, but leave the single player narrative alone. FF15, again, the most guilty of this that I can yeah. think of. Uh, we also uh, talk about toxicity in gaming and what exactly anyone can do about it. Well, uh, Ubisoft, speaking of Ubisoft, has 
tried to come out in front of this and in the hardline stance and, and and has started banning people for uh racist and toxic behavior uh on their game Rainbow Six Siege. Yep. Now the it only text chat. it only applies to the text mm-hmm. chat. One of my favorite quotes that I saw about this was like I love how Rainbow Six Siege just employed psychological warfare as a valid <laughs> mechanic cuz I just popped into a game said don't be racist and another dude on the other team said something racist and immediately got kicked. <laughs> out. Awesome. And I'm like yes. that's actually Kind of funny. That is that's that kind is of hilarious, amazing. And I and I didn't get to say it during the 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 actual show, but the fact that this isn't just all automated and uh, far enough down the line, if you are you know a, a, a repeat offender enough, it will launch into an, an actual investigation. In which yeah. case, stuff like context may actually come into account. Yeah, absolutely. So and, it's going to be interesting to see how that moves forward. And with uh, like even like so, I like what Ubisoft is doing here. I think that it is fantastic. I think I think. I think gamers that are toxic are starting to realize maybe I shouldn't be a dick online. And I like, even though this is kind of, I guess, in the same context, but so Jeff Kaplan and the Overwatch team came out with endorsements. So I have played over Overwatch over the past couple of weeks um, since the new Symmetra update and everything. Mm-hmm. And it is nice to see... For the most part, everybody's being it's really inverse. nice. Well, it's the inverse. Even instead of instead yeah. of punishing bad behavior, we reward good, good behavior. Yeah, reward good behavior, and that makes sense. Yeah, and, and, it's and positive to, reinforcement. To your point, Kyle. While I don't feel like I have seen an increase in nice behavior, I have seen a decrease in bad behavior. Correct, because people know that. Look, if, if I'm if I'm if I'm a shithead, I'm not going to get endorsements. Don't get my endorsements. Yeah. If I don't do anything, I might at least get endorsements. Well, it's yeah. crazy how much yeah. league has changed. Like over the year, like when I first started playing league, it was a toxic hell. Oh no, yeah. And today, I agree. Man, you'll have your occasional guy who's an ass, but it's nothing like it used to be. Yeah, it's and, so much and better. League has than gotten it was. a lot better over the last couple of yeah. years. But I mean, a, a lot of that just comes down to the fact that game companies have come out and said. We're watching. We're yeah. actively going to yeah. be trying yep. to come out and combat this. And it makes people go, oh, maybe the, I shouldn't be a dick. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't be a dick. It makes people think twice because there's there's repercussions. Um, and we also, you know, doubled back around to uh, last week's topic, uh, talking about Jessica Price and ArenaNet. Yep. That whole situation going down associated with uh, Guild Wars 2. And uh, we do appreciate all of the comments that we got on that video. Um, but there it's, was... It's like the, we say, you it, don't have to agree with us to watch the show. Exactly. But it also did knock loose a lot of toxicity oh, yeah. that was leveled straight you know straight at us and the thing is you know <laughs> yeah. one of the like one of the core tenets of this show is to bring opinions to the show and sorry if you disagree with an opinion that i have but calling me stupid or thinking that i'm not i don't have all of the facts man is <laughs> i like that's for me really frustrating because it's like no i did go out of my way to figure out what was going on here and just because i don't agree with you that's the you want to try. You want to try to to tear me down and you know whatever it is making feel some kind of way, but I don't. I've been doing this long enough where I, I, I it doesn't matter if you disagree and it doesn't matter if you're a piece of shit when you uh, it, it express that to me. It's going to roll right off my back. So all of these threats that you guys are doing about well maybe you guys should be fired. Listen, I'm gonna please please <laughs> I beg you please call Westwood One. 
please beg them to take us off the air. Because you know what's going to happen? Westwood One's going to remember that we exist. And maybe, <laughs> and maybe. they remember to market us. Yeah, maybe they'll go, oh, so these guys are actually saying things that people give a shit about. People are actually listening to them. Yeah, right. Maybe they'll remember that we're an actual everybody, show on their network. Everybody is listening. <laughs> Except Westwood One. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, like, the, these these vague threats that people have been leveling, like, oh, well, you know, you should make sure that your social media is set to private because I see some tweets right here. You know what? With your vaguely threatening rhetoric, go, you know what? Go, go away. You don't scare me. You, well, what are you going to do? Honestly, what are you you're going to call my boss and explain to him that your jimmies are all rustled because I thought a woman could express her opinion on Twitter. Please explain that to my boss and then have my boss laugh in your fucking face. Please. I beg you. And then we wrap up (laughs) with AI. With AI games and what types of games would AI make if AI made games. Man, this was was, a good tongue twister. Yeah, I know. Uh, There are occasionally, I'll just read an article and be like, you know what? There's a segment in this somewhere. Yeah. That was the this case was with good. this one. This was really good. Yeah. Lake Fight. Lake Fight. I like that one. Uh, that, I'm, st- I'm still big one? on uh, Worms of Garfield. What was the other one? Uh, uh, Galaxy in Love. Galaxy, Galaxy in Love is yeah. Mass Effect. Yeah. 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 That I think that that elicited some of the biggest laughs that we've ever had on the show. So good, well done, so good. And we wrap up, of course, talking about our social media question. Which, if you wanted to chime in on, you can always do that. Check PT Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, what were we talking about this week on the social media question? What, what makes it? you buy a game? That's right. What, what's or what's your not makes you not buy or buy not game. buy a game? So uh, make sure that you're following us on social media so that you can continue to chime in on those. That's going to be it because it's really hot in the studio. Kyle. Kyle, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Again, twitch.tv slash acolyte, A-K-I-L-Y-T-E. Give them a follow, hang out with them, and let them know that you came from Checkpoint Radio. So, Kyle, man, thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. Thank you very much for having me on. I loved it. it was well, hopefully, great time. hopefully you'll come back and, uh, and hang out with us again. Of course, you're going to be coming back and hanging out with us for Overwatch pre- and post-game coverage for the Grand Finals as Robbie and Norris are going to be out there reporting for us. Check that out. That's in, what, a week, two weeks? Next week. Next Next week. 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 That's next week right here on twitch.tv slash Checkpoint Radio. Well, that's going to be it. Thanks so much for joining us for Checkpoint Radio Podcast. Checkpointradio.com is where you can find out more info about the show, as well as full episodes on demand posted every Tuesday, interviews from past episodes, and much more. That's all over at Checkpointradio.com. Stay up to date on all the latest by... Following, stay up to date on all the latest by following us on social media. That's Check PT Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Boy, I sure hope I remember to edit that. And if you like the show, consider dropping by our Apple Podcast feed and giving us a rating and a review. Checkpoint Radio is a production of Westwood One. Our theme is provided by the band Weird At Last. Big thanks to our producers, Rick Scott, Kevin Graham, and Christine Corpus. For the Checkpoint Radio crew, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan, I'm Nate Bender. Keep listening. You've been listening to the Checkpoint Radio Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, tune into our weekly radio show. For more information and the latest on esports and gaming, go to CheckpointRadio.com.